Paul says the following. He says that life is but a vapor. This means that you live today and tomorrow you're gone. And think about what I'm telling you now. People work hard for a couple of reasons. Number one, shelter. Number two, to have food and drink. Number three, for, for another class of people, for comfort, holiday, luxury. But think about what I'm saying now. If you die today, can everybody hear me clear? If you die today, all the shelter, meaning the houses that you've bought, that you've built, the cars that you've driven, the holidays that you've been on, will mean absolutely nothing. In heaven, you're not going to walk into heaven and God's going to say, well done, you've had 10 houses on earth. It's going to mean nothing. So the only thing that you can take to heaven with you is things that you've built for the kingdom's sake. So in heaven, you have an account. The Bible teaches us that in heaven, you've got an account. And if you do not have the things that you do on earth, if it's not for the kingdom, it means nothing. That means it's a waste of time. Can you say with me, it's a waste of time? Let me ask you a question. Imagine you have 10 million rands in your bank account. Okay, that's nice. Don't lie to me, that's nice. Okay, but you die today. So your children get it. Wow. And when you walk into heaven, God's not going to say, this is, this, this is the guy I told you about, Gabriel. He had 10 million rands before he died. That's not what God's going to say. God's going to ask you, what have you done on earth? What have you done with what I've given you? <laughs> this is why the Bible says, if, if God has given you much, you're going to have to stand in heaven and you're going to have to give accountability for much. Is somebody listening to me? Not just free of charge. Whatever you do on earth, if it does not have kingdom mentality, it means nothing. It's worthless because life is like a vapor. Okay. Now, there's three kinds of things that I want to touch on quickly. There's a lot of people, and I want you to do me a favor. Today, I'm going to teach both services, 8 and 10, 10 o'clock, and other spirit is coming on you. It's a different spirit. And, and the Bible says, David had that different spirit. Abraham had that different spirit. Noah had that different spirit. That's called the spirit of faith. It's coming on you, the 10 o'clock service, because faith is a spirit. Say with me, faith is a spirit. But as for the 10 o'clock, so both services I'm going to teach you. And first of all, I want to say this. Most things that will free you, most things that will free you will first offend you. Okay, maybe you, this side will also awake with me. <laughs> most things that will free you, before it frees you, it's going to offend you first. And... And I, I've seen this in life. This, you get a group of people, they love to worship God. All right, they're worshipers. But it's like the word, and they don't know how to respond to the spirit. Then you have people that don't like to worship, but they love the word, but they don't know how to worship God, and they don't know how to respond to the spirit. Then there's people that hate to worship. They hate the word. They just want the manifestation of the spirit of God. But that's wrong. You need all three things in your life. You need to be a worshiper. Because the Bible says that true worshipers will arise to worship God in spirit, and in truth. So I'm going to give you some keys today, and then I'm going to teach on something that God gave me, all right? So you have to be a worshiper in spirit and in truth. Then you have to love the word of God. Who remembered that Saul received David's worship, but rejected Samuel's word? So you, you need to receive both. You need to receive the worship, you need to receive the word, and then you need to respond to the manifestation of the spirit of God. 
for the days that we are living in, we need the manifestation of God's spirit and God's power. That's the only thing that's going to set you free, save you, deliver you, come on, and get you to a place where God wants you to be. Now, I want to speak to the real people quickly. If there's people in this place that says, I can do with more money, lift your hand. Please be honest. I can do with greater financial increase, lift your hand. Okay? Now, even if you say, well, God has blessed me tremendously, I promise you there's room for you to grow financially. And do you know why? It's not for the extra car <laughs> or the extra uh, a house next to the sea. No, it's for the expansion of God's kingdom. Now, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, I want you to write everything down I'm teaching you today. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to apply it. If your husband's not here, maybe he comes to the 10 o'clock service. Then you tell him, listen, this is what I've been taught this morning. And this is what we're going to apply financially in our lives. Hallelujah. And I'm going to teach you just basic principles out of, out of the Bible. How to increase your financial living. Okay. I'm teaching you now how to live according to the word of God in financial overflow. Say with me, financial overflow. Now, this is just a few principles according to the scripture, but if you apply it to your life, you'll have no lack. Okay? I know a lot of uh, religious people will say this is utter nonsense. Well, they don't read their Bibles. This is why they're religious. They don't read their Bibles. So if you read your Bible, hallelujah, it will come to you and your house. Now, I want you to open your Bible with me. There's a couple of verses I'm going to read. Remember, I'm teaching now, right? If you, if you hear me preaching, that's good also, but... I'm focusing on to teach you this morning. <laughs> the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, says the following. Now, this is a key, 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 key. Blessed, not cursed. Blessed. This means my going, my coming, my sitting, my standing, my running, my jumping. Everything that I venture into life is blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now the word law is, his delight is in the word of God. And in his law, he meditates day and night. This means that's a person who meditates on the word of God day and night. What does it mean? It doesn't mean to go and um, you empty yourself. No, it means to fill yourself. How do I meditate? Look at me quickly before you read this. How do I meditate on the word of God day and night? I quote scripture. It's in my spirit. Come on, God, your word promises that you will withhold no good thing from the righteous. Those who walk upright, Lord, will have no lack. It is written that if God be for me, who can be against me? Somebody listen to me. You meditate on the word day and night. Say with me, day and night. Now, I want you just to stop there quickly. I want to read this again. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. This means that if you're still being invited to worldly parties, you are not qualifying. Okay. If you want to be blessed, the Bible says that you should be gone away with worldly things. I'm giving you keys, facts out of the Bible, how you will get a financial increase in your life. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. In other words, those who mock God, you're not supposed to sit on the, even on the same table, eat with them. Now you might say, well, Jesus did it. You're not Jesus. 
Jesus did it for a simple reason, to come and demonstrate that he didn't just come for the righteous, but also for the sinner. But God says, if you want to be blessed, your life must be different than the rest of this world. You're not supposed to sit with them. You're not to, the Bible says, even if they stand as family members, you should not sit with them. Hallelujah. For the blessing is in the separation from this world. This is why Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you have to crucify yourself. Hallelujah. Pick up your cross and follow me. Now, there's a blessing in separation. Say with me, there's a blessing in separation. What does this mean? If I am separate from the whole world, if the whole world goes into one direction, I want to go into the direction of the word. Hallelujah. But it's the light. So it means your delight doesn't come from partying. It comes from the word of God. That's where your delight comes from. Hallelujah. And you meditate on the word day and night. The scripture goes on. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. This is why David said, if you are rooted in the house of God, you shall flourish even in your old days. Now, thank you, Holy Ghost. I want to go on. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17. Let's do this one. Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Say with me, blessed. Now, in this day and age, you cannot trust on man. You cannot rely on the arm of the flesh. You have to trust in God. And if you trust in God, the Bible says, blessed will you be. Shout blessed. And whose hope is in the Lord. It means my hope is not in my paycheck. It's not in my, in my, my Christmas bonus. My hope is not in people. But my hope is in the Lord. For he will never leave me and he will never forsake me. Now listen to what he says. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Hallelujah. Which spread out its roots by the river. Just look at me. This means you will grow. Now, this, this is a, a two way. First of all, the Bible says if you don't do this, if you do these things, you'll be like a tree planted. But this happens also to those who's rooted in a, in a house of faith that you will grow. Have you ever seen a tree that has been uprooted, laying outside on the ground, growing? Never in your life. It dies. It must be rooted. So when you're rooted, you will grow. Now, it says, which, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. This means you will not fear when turmoil struck. But, but its leaf will be green. That would take to mock that you're an evergreen. An evergreen tree in the winter is still evergreen. He doesn't lose his leaves. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to say with me, I'm evergreen. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So when drought comes, drought will not touch you. Now let me, let me say this again. If there's a drought, a famine, it will not come close to your house. If you are, what? Holy. Rooted. Now I'm preaching to somebody quickly. If you are no longer invited by, by brides and... Listen, if Christians invite you to a bride, go. But if people will not come to church with you, you don't go bride with them. You want me to bride? You come to my church. 
and then I'll come pray at your house. Because when they step foot in here, bang, everything. Hard as the mokar, you know. It's like a camp here in Volkenhoven, what did you have How many were they, you know? So, <laughs> if you have seen last week's picture, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, you have to be rooted. Say with me, rooted. Now, here's, a, here's an, another key I want you to write down. The Bible says the following. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. Let me read that again. Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. Two things. Number one, if you are blessed, it's not, and I say this with capital letters, underlying bold and italic. It is not because you have worked hard. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow to it. So when God blesses you, there's no sorrow to the blessing. Come on, is somebody in this place? There's no sorrow to the blessing. So he says, remember the Lord your God. So when you are being blessed, you have to remember who brought you the blessing. Just by remembering who brought you the blessing, you will remain blessed. Isn't that a simple key? When you remember that any business that comes into my business, anytime my boss calls me in and gives me an increase, I have to remember that it came from God. When you go home today and you put on the kettle, you have to remember who brought you the water. It's God. The Frisco that you have has not been supplied by pick and pay. It has been supplied by God. Remember the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Now, number two on that verse. It means that when God increases you, remember Him. Don't fall in love with money. Now it's quiet. This means remember the Lord your God. If you prosper, remember the Lord your God. If you have 10 million rand in a bank account, remember the Lord your God. Never lose your love, your first love. Come on, if you believe that, shout hallelujah. So you have to remember the Lord your God. When God blesses your, 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 your level of living, or let me re rephrase that. When God blesses you, the level of your income, don't raise the standard of your living. Raise the standard of your giving. Remember the Lord your God. Okay, I see my throat cake. I can address it. Just for, oh, oh. I thought the revelation is so powerful. She says, give it to me again. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's say that again. If God blesses your level of income, don't raise your level of living. Raise your level of giving. Wow. Wow. Amen? That's, that's facts. So many people think, oh, I'm going to buy a bigger car, going to get a bigger boat. And then what happens is turmoil struck and there's nothing that protects you. But when I am a giver, because the Bible says the following, God gives seed to the sower. Now, I want to speak to people quickly, and I know I'm going to be hated for this one, but it's biblical. So, If you want to be blessed financially, if you struggle financially, if I'm, I, listen to me again. If you struggle financially, you have to make sure that you're a giver. A sower sows continually. Okay, let me say that again. A sower sows continually. If God blesses you, you have to honor God according to the level that he has blessed you. Now, you, you said to me, I want to see an increase in my finances. Is that right? Or am I lying? You said, I want to see. Now, 
if you want to see an increase, you have to increase your sowing. Every time I speak about fi- finances, the whole church goes depression mode. And when you look at their finances, it's depression mode. A sower sows continually. This means I sow in drought, I sow when it's good, I sow when it's bad, I give, I give, I give. I've said this before here in church. Now, you know, many people say, hey, you know, if you do good to people, leave the cameras at home. Well, let's rip out the scripture that says, let your light shine before man. Let them see that you do good for man so that your father in heaven may be glorified. Okay? So what we've done is we've sowed everything that a human possibly can be. Now, you might say, what, what are you talking about? Anything that you can think of that you can sow, my wife and I, we've sowed. Do you know why? Because when the day of famine strikes, Lord, we have sown that, remember? Because the Bible says, he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. Now, imagine heaven owes you money. Let me say that again. The Bible says this. It's not based on the brain's translation. It's the Bible. He who gives to the poor... And the poor doesn't just mean those who, it means to the needy. It says that you lend to the Lord. It means that you're you're never a borrower, you're a lender. And if you lend unto, imagine you lend unto God. You can go any day and say, Lord, remember your word. I have given, Lord, when every other person will not, I've been faithful. Hallelujah, come on, I've been faithful. So a sower sows continually. Say with me, a sower sows continually. Continually, that's what you do. Now, your, your faithfulness and your stewardship will determine your blessing. There we go. You know, I've, I've seen people park the cars, cut the grass, praise the worship. And if I look here, and I, I don't want to offend people, but if I stand here, I can tell you who's faithful to this church. Then I can tell you who's not faithful. And those who's not faithful stands in the same line. Lord, give me the blessing. You're not qualifying. The faithful qualifies for the blessing. This means you're here every Sunday. <laughs> you here. You clean the toilets properly. It means you're faithful. help us. Tinus and Irvin. <laughs> We're going there. My goodness. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's leave that one. Skip, skip that one. If you, your faithfulness and your stewardship will determine your blessing. Okay, by the way, I, I have a, a scripture to prove this, that God sits in heaven and laughs. So it's okay to laugh in church. Okay, I promise you. I've got scripture to prove that God sits in heaven. Last night, God gave it to me again. I've highlighted it. God loves in heaven. So it's fine to laugh in church. All right, don't let people lie to you and say you have to sit like this in church. It's a lie. It's religion. It's no relationship. If you have a relationship with the Lord, you do as the Bible says, your God sits in heaven and he laughs. He continues that I even laugh at your enemy. So God's laughing at this moment. Ha, 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 ha. So your faithfulness and your stewardship will determine. Now listen, if money comes to you, you're a steward of the money. Let me quickly explain something to you. Last week, somebody came to me. Somebody gave me money. And they said, this is for you personally. And so when I got the money, I said, 
to my wife, I want to bless you. I've got some money somebody gave me. I want to bless you with that money. So what happened was somebody blessed me. So say for instance, he, he blessed me. So the blessing is already on him. Now the money came to me, okay? So what happened now? Now I sowed it again. Even to my wife, that's fine. I sowed it to her. Now the blessing is on him and on me. When he touched my wife's hand, she went to somebody else and she said, I just want to bless you. I feel like to bless you with this money. So the blessing was on him, on me, on her. Now, with one seed, can you imagine what seed does? With one seed, everybody was blessed. Now, you can eat your seed or you can say, hey, hang out now. This seed can be multiplied. And do you know what? If you want to be blessed, just think about this. If I give it to my wife, I know for a fact she's not keeping it. It means double blessing. It's my wife. So if God blesses her, <laughs> if I know, if I want a double portion, whatever I receive, I give it to my wife because she can't keep nothing. She gives it away. She gets it and gone. And I, where's the money? Folks, what's money for? Okay, what's money for? But if I want a double blessing, I had that revelation. I give it to her. She gives it away. Double portion. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So that's what seed does. All right. So we just stewards of what God has given us. Maybe it's not money. Did you know that your time, you're a steward of your time? I said you're a steward of your time. What people don't realize is if you give up your time, like this morning, look around, this, most people are not here. So you have given your time. What does this mean? This means that God will add years to your life. He will add time to your life. Because you have taken the time God has given you and you have given it back to Him. So it means that God will add time to your life. Say with me, God will add time. Because I'm a steward of time. So what, what, even if it means you stay here for four or five hours, that four or five hours means that God will add 12, 15, 20 20 hours because God never gives you back what you've given. He always gives you an overflow, an abundance. Come on, when a cup runneth over. I've never, he, come on, when, when Elijah asked that widow, bring, what do you have? She brought a little. God made it more. When Elijah said, bring me the vessels, what did she bring? She brought empty vessels, but they left full. So God never gives you what you give him. So imagine you give your bestest, bestest to God. Imagine the return. Now I want to say this again, and you can mark my words. Everything that we prophesied in this church is happening. Everything has come into fulfillment already. I'm, I'm declaring this again. The time will come that famine will struck planet Earth where finan the financial, even commodities, everything will And God will take care of His own. You will have more than enough. And you are not going to live according to your bank account. You are going to live according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, did you know that the Bible says the following, and there's another key. Big key. I know I'm going to be hated for this one. Facts. Give and it shall be given. A good measure. Shaken together. Pressed down. Running over. Now, you, I don't know, think you, you, you know what I mean. Give and it shall be given. A good measure. A good measure. This means it was measured, but not in small measurements. It was measured good. A good measure 
shaken together, pressed down. This means it was already coming to the brim. Now, you, hallelujah, is somebody listening to me? So you are so blessed, but it means it's pressed down. So now if you can't press it down no more, now it's running over. That's what that scripture means. It doesn't just mean a small blessing. It means that you're already blessed, but God says, hang on, I'm not done. Press it down. And then again, run it over. That means a double blessing. Hallelujah. Will man give unto your bosom? So a key fact for financial breakthrough is to give. The Bible says the measure to you measure, it will be measured for you again. So when you sit in church, wherever, you, not even in church, if you want to bless somebody and you measure, you look in the wallet, uh, 10 rand, you know. Now you come to God and say, Lord, bless me. God's measuring the same way. Say hallelujah. Here's another key. Can I give you another key? When you are generous, that's when you will start to earn money. When you are generous, that's when you will start to earn money. Say with me, when I'm generous. Now, can I just say this? When Elijah came to the widow, what people don't realize is, when he came to the widow and he said to the widow, give me a cup of water so that I might drink. He was tasting her. Okay, hear me, I'm getting somewhere. He was tasting her capacity of giving, her capacity of faith, her capacity of willingness. All right? And she said, no problem, I'll give you drink. So then he realized, okay, I've got her at the level of faith. Then he said, but I want you to make me a morsel of bread. And then she said, hang on now. So then he knew this is the dimension of faith that I need to stir in her. And she said, I've got a little bit of oil, you know, and then we're going to die. And he said, hang on, give me first. And I'm going to teach you the principle how you will have more than enough. But what, what Elijah didn't do, Elijah didn't go there and said, listen, I have a need. Second of all, what Elijah didn't do is, Elijah didn't go there for himself. He went there for her. Paul said the following. He said that I'm here to teach about money for you. Not for me, for you. In other words, when you give into church, you do not give to the church. You, you, you give for yourself. Do you know what I mean? When you sow, you set yourself up. Now, the church needs money, but let me just tell you something. The church will never be run by people. I'm going to say that again. The church will never be ran by people's money. God is the supply and the source for the church. This means if people don't give, you put a curse on yourself. You don't, you don't spite the church. Come on, you don't spite the pastor. You spite yourself. It's like you cut off your nose to spite your face. Th that's what happens. So Paul says the following. He says, you do it for you. I'm here to teach you to give for you so that you might prosper in all things. That's what, that's what the, the, the man of God went when he, when he saw that widow. He was actually saying, what I'm doing now is not for me, it's for you. I'm teaching you to be set up for the rest of your life. You can either eat and die or you can apply the principle and be blessed. Now, you have to do, this is a key. Find yourself, ask the Holy Spirit, who's my Elijah? And do the same as that widow of Zerubbabel did and sow into Elijah's life. And listen, listen to me, not everybody is called to the fivefold ministry. If you are not called to the fivefold ministry, you are definitely called to the ministry of helps. Nobody is called just to sit and smile. 
Everybody is called to ministry. Is somebody listening to me? If you're not called to the fivefold, it means you're called to the, to the ministry of helps. This means that when you help Elijah, you participate in the souls that Elijah is winning. Maybe you can't go to Japan. But your finances goes to Japan. And because your finances goes to Japan, listen, I, I promise you this. Billy Graham said the following thing. Billy Graham said every single time he made souls his mandate, finances came in. It's like God released coins in every fish. In every fish's mouth. Wherever he went, there was money coming from everywhere because his whole purpose was souls. Hallelujah. That's a key, people of God. You find an anointing you honor, you sow into that anointing. I heard a lady said on Facebook, nonsense. I said, read your Bible, please. Just read your Bible. It's the stingy that believes that everything is nonsense that the Word of God says. Read your Bible. I've never seen a person giving becoming poor. I, must, I should have been the poorest person alive. He's the way, but my wife gives. I'll... But she's setting me up. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So the way you give is a sign of how much you love. That's a deep one. The way you give is a sign of how much you love. If people tell me I love the Lord, I, I, I look at the giving and then that tells me a lot. Let me read your scripture. Blessing I will bless you. And multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven. And as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of the enemy. Isn't that nice? Do you know why? Because God said, because you did not withheld your son from me. Blessing, I will bless you. I will multiply you. I will bless you. You're coming, you're going, I will bless you. Because God said, I want your best. Give me your best son. He gave, he gave Isaac, and he was blessed beyond measure. Do I have the right people in this church this morning? Come on, if you believe it, say hallelujah. Now, do you know what the Bible also says? The Bible also says that God, in the book of, of Psalm 84, that God will withhold nothing that is good to the righteous, to those who's walking upright before God. It means anything that's good for you, God will give it to you. And even more than that, hallelujah. The den is so quiet. You know, do you know when you preach the right message? It's when nobody responds. Do you know you preach the right message? Because people are thinking. It's cutting to their hearts. Hallelujah. It's cutting to their hearts. I'm sick and tired of giving people fish. Can I say it again? I'm sick and tired of giving people fish. It's time that we teach people how to catch fish. And then you'll eat for a lifetime. Stop thinking. If you want to be blessed financially, stop thinking about, listen, uh, we've got a lot of Jimmys in our church. A lot of Jimmys in the kingdom of God. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy, my name is Jimmy. <laughs> we should stop having a Jimmy mentality. If you want to be financially blessed, you have to get the me out of the equation. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. It's no longer Jimmy, Jimmy, my name is Jimmy. It's Lord, who can I bless today? Lord, what can I do? What can I mean for your kingdom today? When you have that mentality, things change us. Now, I want to say something that I know people are going to get very angry now. Stop selling stuff and start sowing stuff. In our area, there's, there's, there's areas there, and I can have a couple of witnesses here. 
They will sit on the pavement and sell whatever they have. And you know, next week they have to do the same thing. This funny hand to the monster. Instead of saying, Lord, I want to be a blessing. Because whatever I sell, I eat for one day. But whatever I sow, I set myself up. Not just do I set myself up, I set my children up. The Bible promises this. He promised it to Abraham. He said, not will I just bless you, I will bless your descendants after you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Because people have a savings account with Bank Absa and Standard Bank and this and that. And the whole world falls. I mean, look at South Africa. Imagine, imagine the bank seizes your finances. Do you think that savings account is going to help you? No. It's your sewing account that will get you through. It's your sewing account that will bring favor to your life. This is what people need to understand. Stop having a me, 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 me mentality and start applying the word of God. You know, when this woman said, listen, I can't do this. We're going to eat and die. That was fear speaking. That's false evidence appearing real. That's the devil telling her, listen, if you give this away, you're not going to have. What the same devil is not telling her is if you give this, you're going to have an abundance. You'll have more than what you ever thought possible. If you put your trust in God, not in this. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, cursed is the man who has faith in the arm of flesh. That means cursed is the man who trusts man. Curse is the man who trusts money. Curse is the man that trusts commodities. Curse is the man that trusts this world. You have to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm speaking to somebody. And listen, when you start to do this, you'll have more job increases than people's hair on their heads. Come on, you'll have more increases at work. They, they got the revelation. God will bless you in a supernatural way. Financial breakthrough will come to you. Business will seek you out. Oh my God. It will hit you. Bang. Now I always say this. Don't listen to people who's not doing what you want. But if somebody's ahead of you, you better listen. You better bow your knee and, and, and be humble and say, Lord, I'm taking and I'm running. You have to come to a place in your life where your budget is so big that you don't know physically how you're going to meet it. Let me just quickly say this free of charge. Our budget is so big, I don't know. I've got no cook and clue at the end of the month how we pay what we pay. I have got, I've got some financial people here that knows what's coming into this church. Every week they ask me, how do we still keep the doors open? Every week, same question. We're supposed to close these doors a long time ago. I don't know if you know this, but a church that's not even two years does not have buildings like this. Or property like this, 40,000 square, 50, by the way, 50,000 square meters. Yeah, that's not, that happens 20 years down the line. It doesn't happen from the word go. When we planted this church, we went, came into this building. When they said to me, this is what you have to pay, I thought to my, what, last night as we were walking through this, the toilets, I was standing and looking at these two cleaning the toilets. I was looking at the toilet and I stood watching the toilet, I thought to myself, Funny, funny things that come to your mind when you're in the toilet, right? So I was standing at the toilet and I thought to myself, the first time I walked into this building, and when I came to look this, at this place, I thought to myself, it's not, it will never happen. Financially, I don't know how it's going to happen. Now almost two years down the line, I'm standing in the same place as toilet and having a bright idea. God is faithful. So the minute if I look at 
the finances in our bank account, I promise you, I would not be here. I would be on my knees permanently. help us. Okay. Fasting, praying, seeking. I don't do that. I leave that to the Lord. Because you know what the Lord taught me? One day I came to the Lord, I said, Lord, this must be paid, this must be paid, this must be paid. And you can write this down. This is what God did for me. This must be paid, this must be paid. And the Lord said to me, as long as it's yours, you'll have to pay it. But it's when it's mine, it's my responsibility. So I went to the Lord, I said, Lord, forgive me. It's not mine to pay. Lord, I'm just a steward. Lord, I think, here's your accounts. And listen again, it's not living the way, I, it's, it's kingdom thing. Okay. Lord, this is what we need to pay, Lord. Thank you. Even, even if you think about this, the Bible says a laborer is worthy of his wages. Now, there's two ways. I don't know what I'm saying. If you can say, hallelujah. All right? And you don't know what I'm saying. But there's two ways. So the Bible says, number one, the laborer is worthy of his wages. That means that he, if you work hard, you have to get your money. You have to pay your people. But did you know there's a scripture that says, don't dispute your salary. Be content with what you get. Be content. The Bible says that. So I promise you. The Bible says, be content with your salary. Does this mean that they can throw up your... No, this is not what the Bible means. It, what it actually means is, don't, don't... You know, the scripture says, and there's a lot of Ponzi schemes. Even in churches going on, by the way, churches in the area, they have Ponzi schemes and everybody have to quip on it. No, the Bible says that curse is a man that wants to get rich quickly. There's no get, get rich quick scheme. Amen. If God starts to bless you, the blessing is coming. If you try to do it any other way, it's not coming. Did you have that, those keys? Now again, you might say, oh, you don't know what I brought me. We'll sit here for the next 20 years and still have nothing, no fish. Isaiah 1.19 says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Not obedient, willing and obedient. A lot of people are obedient, but not willing to be obedient. You have to be willing. Stay with me, I have to be willing. That's the, that's the key, key, key. I have to be willing. Willing to be a blessing. Willing to help. I have to be willing. Stay with me again, willing. So when you're willing and obedient, the Bible says you'll eat the good of the land. What does it mean to eat the good of the land? It means you'll have abundance. Stay with me, abundance. So this is just keys that you can take to your heart. And again, I want to read you this one. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. So if you live a life worthy of him, no good thing will, will be withheld from you. Do you know that if you live a life walking upright before God, you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, according to your word, if I'm living a righteous life, I'm walking upright, according to your word, nothing that's good will be withheld from me. So based on your word, I claim the breakthrough. I claim the favor. I claim that open door in Jesus' name. I claim that house. I want to tell people this. If you're trying to buy a house, do me a favor. You go to that house. Take some of the soil of that property. Take it to your house and prophesy. We've done that. You prophesy. You say, Lord, according to your word, I've been walking upright. I declare this property mine in Jesus' name. I speak to the soil. You are, according to the word, no longer cursed. You are blessed for, for my sake. 
It was cursed of Adam. Christ came to, to restore that. You prophesy to that ground. You say, ground, you hear the word of God. According to the word of God, I am upright. And his word says that nothing that is good will be withheld from me. Your word says I will live in houses that I did not build. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare this word over this property. Your word promises me if I call the things that is not though they are, it will be for me. So according to your word, it is done. I am the head and not the tail. Am I speaking to somebody? That's what you do. You take, that's how you take territory. That's, that's walking in dominion. That's walking in authority. You take that dominion. When we, when we lost everything in our lives, the bank didn't even want our cash. That's how bad our name was. The poor people called us poor. It was bad. And when I had to buy a house, do you know what we did? Myself and I, we stopped it out, took some of the soil. And I, I will never forget this. I can get boxy by my heart. The only box I had was an Astro box. You know Astro kids? Those chocolates? I had an empty Astro box. So I, I took all the soil and I put it in the Astro box. And I went home. And every day I prophesied over it. When the bank said to me, the bank said to us, there's no way. I said to that woman on the other line, I said, that's not up to you. I told her, I said, that's not up to you. So we went to pray, 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 pray. And I, I know I, I've said this, but this, somebody needs to hear this. Somebody wants to buy property and needs to hear this. So we went to, uh, said to me, let's go and buy a house. I said, you can't humiliate me like this. We've got nothing. And do you, do you know what my wife said to me? That got my attention. She said, do you know what your problem is? But tell me what my problem is. You love too much. And I thought, what? She says, if they say no, so what? What does that make of you? And I said, yeah, but I'm the one who's going to have to go with my ridiculous bank statements. <laughs> so long story short, we went to look for a house. So we walked into a house, nice house. If there's nothing to be done, the Lord said to me, this is not the house. I said, this is not the house. So we walked into another house. This house had work. And you know what work means? It means money. We didn't have one of the two. <laughs> now we're walking in this place, and the Lord said to me, this is your house. This is the place. I said to Eileen, Eileen, this is the place. So we made an offer, and the, and the owner laughed at our offer. He said, listen, he said, people came with a cash offer bigger than yours. I'm not interested. So we went back to the drawing board. That means on our knees, you know, praying. And uh, she said to me, go back, make another offer. I said, how much more? She says, no, less. I have to go <laughs> make an offer that they refused already. Now she's sending me back to make another offer, less. I thought, I wanted what she's drinking. I want that. So I, I, I called the estate agent. I said, we've got another offer. And he said, how much more? I said, no, you don't understand. He said, please, it must be more. I said, no, you don't understand. I said, don't read it. Just give it to that man. So I gave him the offer. Then the, the estate agent called me. He said, he wants to come and see us. So he came to our house. He didn't know I was the pastor, okay? He didn't know anything about us. He walked into our house and he was crying. The estate agent, he's crying. He said, can I just ask you a question? What job are you doing? I said, well, I'm a preacher. And he cried even more. I wanted to cry with him. I said, Pastor. <laughs> and he said, I don't know how to say this. I went to the owner with a less offer. 
And the owner looked at the offer and he said, I don't know why, but I can't refuse this offer. I don't know why. I know why. So the, the owner of the house moved out. He said to me, listen, the house is empty. You can come. So I said to Eileen, I said, listen, Eileen, this house, I can only paint the wall. She says, absolutely not. You're going to do everything. You're going to do the floors, the ceilings, the light. You're going to do everything. I thought to myself, Lord. So do you know what we did? It was not even registered in our name. The banks, the bank, no, th this is how, how it works. One of my cameramen sat, sat, sat next to me in the car, and I said to him, we're busy trying to buy this house, and I said to him, the woman of the bank is going to call me now. That's my words to him. She's going to call me now and said, you're approved. And he looked at me and he said, you think she's just going to call you now? And here goes my cell phone. It rings. Picked it up. This is a woman from the bank. She says, listen, I don't know what you've done, who you threatened, but the bank said, yes. And she says, now you need 252,000 rand deposit. Do you have it? I said, absolutely. Sure we have. And she said, it must be paid in a week. Otherwise, they kick you out. I said, no problem. So now we're moving in. I'm buying paint. I'm painting the walls. It's not even my house. I'm laying floors. Then Sunday comes, I have to preach. My hands are full of glue and paint. I'm laying hands on people. Bang, 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 bang. Go home. Fit floors. Paint, <laughs> paint the roof. Paint the walls. And so the one day, the last day before I had to pay, there was a, there was, there was a law part. There's no more law part, but there was a law part. We had services in that law part, by the way. We had, we had people getting out of wheelchairs there, blind eyes opening up, the deaf here. So now I'm standing in this law part. I'm praying, proclaiming the word of God. And a guy out of Australia called me. And he says to me, he's no longer sleeping. I said, can I pray for you? He said, near the school. I said, why? What, what did I do? He says, no. God keeps me awake and says you need 252,000. He said, do you? I said, yes, I'm, I, I'm in a house now. And, uh, you know, I have to move into this house. And I promise you, I need it. We need it a half million rand with transfer fees, deposit, and a little bit of fixing. We need a half million. No, no. Um, yeah, yeah, half, no, yeah, half million. Half million rand. We need it. And God brought it. Supernaturally. Supernaturally, God brought it. And not to brag or anything, we bought that house at a ridiculous price a, just a few years ago, and it has been valued as double what I've bought it for. Just because God is in it. Just because God is in it. Hallelujah. Now, don't you think if God can do it for me, God can do it for you too? But I just, do you know what the difference is between me and you? I have to actually put my wife in front of me because she's more crazy than me. It's just people crazy believing the word of God without a shadow of a doubt. If God says it, we believe it, that settles it. That's it. And if you apply those principles in life, this is what I do continuously. Lord, you promise if I'm upright. Oh, Lord, I'm upright. I'm righteous before you. Nothing good will be taken away from me. Then he must bless you. Isn't that true? Lord, you promise if I'm a giver, you'll give me. So, Lord, who can I give to today? And when I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, I'm expecting today's going to be a good day for me. What are you going to do for me today? Lord, you, you promise in the word, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his descendants begging for bread. Lord, you promise me that I'm just the head and never the tail. So that's how you meditate on the word of God. You proclaim that word of God day and night. And the Bible says the blessing of God shall come upon your life.